Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the precious name of Jesus, your word says, the entrance of your word bringeth light and understanding. Father, as this your word proceed forth this moment, it shall bring light and understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Every hardness of heart that may want to resist this word, Father, we break them down and turn those hard hearts into flesh hearts now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. At the end of this world, each and every life that has heard it shall be transformed into the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Daddy, because you have answered our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. The topic of today's message is One Thing I Do. One Thing I Do. The topic of today's message is One Thing I Do. One Thing I Do. Is Apostle Paul that made use of this statement in the book of Philippians, chapter 3. Book of Philippians, chapter 3. Verse 13, he said, Brethren, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I hear somebody said, it is men of one thing. It is men of one purpose that rule the world. They have one purpose. They receive a divine mandate and they run after it and say, I must take grasp of this. Somebody said, the people that win Olympic gold medals, they are, it is not that moment that they won the Olympic gold medal. It is the time that they started toiling, that they started exercising their body, which nobody saw except for their trainers and themselves. That was the time that they won the gold medal. They won it in toil. They won it in sweat. They won it in straining and restraining themselves. Now, Apostle Paul made mention of it here. He said, one thing that I do, he has limited every option that he had to one thing. And he diligently pursued that one thing. Brethren, he must catch it. There's, a, there's an adage in my local language that if you are pursuing two birds, you, two rats, you will miss the two. You will not catch one. It is better you follow one, you kill one. If, there, if there's time for you to pursue after the second one, then you follow after the second two. I pray the understanding of this word the Lord will give unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, many times I have heard people say, I have done everything possible, but I have not gotten results. Maybe they are in a dilemma. Maybe they are in a challenge. Maybe they need something they need answer to urgently. You, and you hear people frequently say that, I have done everything that I should do. Maybe a child is disobedient. and say, what do you want me to do for you again? Everything that I should do for you, I have done. There's still no results. Today, you might have done all you think you should have done too. In your mind, you, have, you, might, you, might, you may conclude like that, that I, I, I have done all that I need to do. Brethren, I want to tell you today that if you have done everything 
and you have not gotten results, it remains one thing for you to do. And that is the only thing for you to do. The right thing. The right thing. You can do everything. If you are not doing the right thing, you will not get the result. For example, if I'm traveling from here to Abuja and I face this direction. If I'm traveling to Abuja from here and I face this, okay, let me say I'm traveling to Lagos. And I face this, uh, uh, Lagos is this direction. And I face this direction. This direction is Nasarawa and I'm moving in this direction. No matter how fast that I move, I will never get to my destination. Why? Because I have taken the journey in the wrong side. Now, if I am moving in the wrong direction, no matter how fast that I move, I will never get to the right destination. Why? Because I am moving in the wrong direction. And God is a God of principle. He will never violate his principle. The only thing I need to do if I want to get results is move in the right direction. And the only thing I need to do to get results for my life is to do the right thing. Is to do the right thing. Brethren, and I want you to understand that every solution to all the challenges that we face in this life, they are in the word of God. And the right thing to do is always to seek God. You see many people when they are in challenges, they look for men's opinion. They look for men's opinion. What is the opinion of man concerning this situation? Never considering the opinion of God. They will continue to move in circles. Why? Because they are moving in the wrong direction. I pray the Lord give us the understanding of his word in the mighty name of Jesus. Until you locate God's divine plan for your life, or the word you need at a particular time, all what you will be doing will not bring forth the desired result. I repeat that. Until you locate God's divine plan for your life, or the word you need at a particular time, all what you will be doing will not bring forth the desired result. On the extreme too, the extreme on the other side, if you, are, if you have located the word for your life and you are diligently following it, but at the point in time, you now move from following the word of God, you miss your steps. That is where the results stop. No matter how hard you are blundering in that direction, until you locate yourself back to track, before your life starts producing forth results. I pray the understanding of this word the Lord will give unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to see two examples in, in the scripture. One in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament. Now, the examples I want to see, I want us to see, the first one is King Saul, the first king in Israel. After the people said they want God to give them a king, they shouted and they make demands and God chose Saul for them through Samuel. Now, Saul was a timid fellow. Despite his height, despite his stature, he was a timid fellow. He was, he was not truly composed within himself. He does not really believe in his own capability. He is looking for men's applause. He is looking for men's um, commendation. 
what people will, he cares more about what people will say about him. Will they accept me? That was the kind of person that um, Saul was. Even the time that after Samuel had told him that you are going to be the king, the time that people gathered that they wanted to, to choose him officially and anoint him and enthrone him, he was nowhere to be found. He has gone hiding until when they brought him out. Now, when they located him, they brought him out, they made him king. Now, the first war that he was to fight, let's see that in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 11. 1 Samuel chapter 11. 1 Samuel chapter 11. 1 Samuel chapter 11. Let's start reading from verse 5 because of our time. Now Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen. And Saul said, What ails the people that they are weeping? So they told him the tidings of the men of Jabesh. And the Spirit of God came mightily upon Saul when he heard these words. And his anger was greatly kindled. Verse 7. He took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hand of messengers, saying, Whoever does not come after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Look at it in that verse. He said, Whoever does not come after Saul and Samuel. Now, in the beginning, he recognized the authority of Samuel. And he knows that he needs this person. Why? Because Samuel represents God in the land. He recognized his authority and he said, whoever does not follow Saul, does not follow Samuel, this is what I, Saul, will do to his something. Now, he's hiding under the influence of Samuel to bring the people to rally around and obey his authority. And if you read further down in that scripture, many people came out and they went and fought the war. Now, the next war that Saul was going to go into, he has gotten the, the people that he needed. He felt he, he no longer needed Samuel. And the next war he went into, the instruction was that after uh, on seven days wait for me, I'll come and give sacrifice. And when Samuel delayed, from coming to give the sacrifice, he sacrificed it by himself. The second war that Samuel, that Saul went into after being king, he achieved a great victory in that first one that Samuel's influence was there. But now the second one, he now forgot about the influence of Samuel and went ahead. Now, he now strayed into the priesthood office. Samuel said, I will come and give this sacrifice on the seventh day. And after waiting for those seven days, he did not see Samuel. As he was finishing giving the burnt offering, Samuel appeared. And he said, why did you do this something? He said, because people were dispersing. Now, like I said in the beginning, he was more concerned about people than about his own destiny. There are people like that that they will not consider the opinion of God. It is the opinion of man that they will consider. Now, he considered the opinion of men more than what God is saying. And Samuel said, ah, I did mean you had, you had obeyed. Your kingdom would have been forever. He said, but now, because you disobeyed, your kingdom will not be established anymore. Your, your lineage will not continue being king. He now said, go into this world. Kill every living thing. That was the instruction. 
Now, he went into that war, he speared the king, he saw the fatted ram, the cows and everything, and he brought them back. Let's see that in the scripture. First Samuel chapter 15. First Samuel chapter 15. First Samuel chapter 15. Now they are come back from the war. First Samuel chapter 15 from verse 17. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not head of the tribe of Israel? Hmm. Samuel understood that he had this inferiority complex about himself. He said you were little, but God exalted you to be the king in the land. Then why are you running after the opinion of man? And do, do not devote yourself totally to obey the word of God. I read that verse 17 again. And Samuel said, though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? Verse 29, this is Saul's defense. And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord has sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of the Amalekites, and I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, look at it again, but the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hacking than the fat of rams and to hacking than the fat of rams verse 23 for rebellion is as the sin of divination and stubbornness is as the iniquity is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the lord he has also rejected you from being king may that not be our portion in the mighty name of jesus let us read that from the king james version first samuel chapter 15. Let's take it from verse 21. He said, But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Verse 22. Samuel responded to him, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Verse 23, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as the iniquity and is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. Now, let me give us an example of situation like this, where people follow men's opinion. For example, I want to, I'm a young man, and believing God for a wife. And I went into seasons of prayer. And God now showed me and said, that is your wife. But this wife that God said I should go and marry, that he said is my wife, is a sister that covers the hair with no earring and has tribal mark on her cheek. And there's another sister that I, me, myself, am interested in. And that sister too has been, has been one kind or receptive towards me. 
and now begin to say, Oh Lord, let it be this other sister. Let it be this other sister. Now, that is making sacrifice. Making sacrifice against doing the right thing, which is following the word of God. Now, sacrifice will not sustain. It is obedience that matters. Now, when you do the right thing at that right instance, you are, you are freeing yourself from a lot of, a lot of unnecessary sacrifices that you might even have to be paying in future. Now, you now see such a person. If you now goes and marry that sister, at the end of the day, you now be, ah, I never knew that you are this kind of person. You see, I never knew too that you are this kind of person. You will now be seeing the other sister that has tribal man can be like, ah, look at her enjoying marriage. I should have been in that marriage. Now, he made his choice. He followed his, in, instead of following the leading of the Holy Spirit, Samuel, Saul consistently was more concerned about what men we see, was more consistent about him being accepted in the face of man, was more consistent about the physical things, but God was more concerned about spiritual things in his life. My son, this is how I want you to do it. But he found, he, he, he refused, he consistently failed God. And when God was to choose a replacement for him, God said, I have found a man after my heart. David never considered opinion of anybody. He considered only the opinion of God. Even when he sinned against God by killing Uriah and uh, taking over the wife, when they told him, he said, ah, I have sinned against God. He did not allow pride in his heart to say, hey, she be the king. Night time, go and be killed for you to have the audacity to come and tell me that. He humbled himself. And that was one of the reasons why God said, this is a man after my heart. Now, that's the first person. Samuel represented God unto him, and Samuel was giving him the word of God part time as he needs it. Samuel was giving him the word of God part time as he needs it, but he rejected the word of God. And by rejecting the word of God, he was rejected. You will not be rejected in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Let us look at the second example in the New Testament, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke. Chapter 10, the gospel of Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house and she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Verse 42. The last verse in that chapter. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Now, Jesus went and visited our friends. And naturally, the natural thing to do if somebody has come to visit us is that, ah, you are welcome, and you begin to entertain them. Now, now, when somebody come and visit you, for example, somebody come and visit me, like every one of you has come and visit, uh, came to visit me now, the natural thing for me to do is to sit down and be gisting and talking with you. While 
I call so 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 person, go and bring this, so 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 person, go and bring this. Now, I'm the one that is now beginning to run up and down, trying to fix everything. Now, I now have a junior brother. That junior brother now went and sat with my visitor. And I came and said, you don't have respect to me that I'm your senior brother. I'm doing the service. And you, you are seated there. Now, let me bring the, the picture clearer home. Jesus, the Son of God, the Word of God, because the Bible called him the Word. He visited the house of somebody. And instead for Martha, the person that Jesus visited, instead for Martha to sit down and relate with the world. She was most, much concerned about the, about the physical things, about things that are going on in the world. And that is what she was running after. That was what she was running after. Now, she did not have time for the world. But her sister, the person that Jesus did not come to visit, now sat and was hearing the word, and was observing the word, and was listening to the word. Now, there are very few instances that Jesus used the word verily, verily in the New Testament. There are very few times that he called people's name twice. This is one of the few times. He said, matter, matter, that is to underline an importance, to underline a grave importance to underline how serious it is. He said, matter, matter. He said, you are encumbered about many things. He said, but your sister Mary has chosen the one thing that is needful, which can never be taken away from her. Now, what priority do you give to the world in your life? Remember, the topic I said that we are considering is one thing I do. What priority are you giving the word of God in your life? Is the word of God like the spare tire that is only when it's deflated, uh, when one tire deflated that you remember and say, oh, let me go and pick up the word and begin to... No! The word should take priority in your life. The word should take priority in your life. And not only the word taking priority in your life, you must be a doer of the word. You must be a doer of the word. Turn with me your Bible to the book of James. James. James is after Hebrews. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We'll start reading from verse 21. James chapter 1. We'll start reading from verse 21. James is after the book of Hebrews. James chapter 1. We start reading from verse 21. He said, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. He said, Lay apart all the things that are not so important, that you may be looking that, that they are important. How I'm going to make it? How I'm going to build my house? I'm going to travel out? How this will happen, how that will happen. No, lay them aside first. And receive with meekness, with humility, the engrafted word of God, the word that has been spoken unto you, 
Which, why are you receiving it with meekness? Because it is able to save our souls. Now, when you became born again, your spirit became born again once and for all. But you need to constantly be hearing the word of God. Why do you need to be hearing the word of God? So that you can be transformed into that word. You are not just only hearing the word. You must be a doer. Of the word. Verse 22. Let's continue reading. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If you are hearing the word and you are not doing it, you are only deceiving yourself. And it will be too glaring for everybody to see that this one is not living by the word. They see me coming and fighting. They see me coming and using profane words. They look at that and say, and he calls himself a, a pastor. Now, what kind of life is he living? And he calls himself a Christian. And he calls himself a worker in the church. What kind of life is he living? Because everything he's doing is not pointing to the fact that this one has been transformed by the world. So for the world to save your souls, you need to be hearing it constantly. And for your soul to be saved, you must begin to do the word of God that you are hearing. Verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. When you are a doer of the word, when you are a doer of the word, even fear will not have space in your life. They will say, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy Lord understand, they comfort me. Now, even if you move in the midst of people that are contaminated, you look at it and say, no, I can't catch this disease. It's not possible because I carry divinity in me. Why? You know your spirit is at one with God. Why? Because you know that you are walking right with God. You are a doer of the world. But it is when you are not a doer of the world that fear, devil will begin to sow the seed of fear into your life. You that you abuse somebody. And you begin to look at it and say, it's true. Even though God is not condemning you, but you will begin to condemn yourself and say, it's true. This thing that I have done, I shouldn't have done it. Now, when you are doing the right thing, hearing the word of God, searching the mysteries of the word of God for yourself and being the doer, taking it as the only thing, the one thing that you are doing, seeking after the word, your life will not be cut off. And according to the word of God, you shall be blessed in your deeds. Saul rejected the word. He was rejected. Martha was was encumbered about mundane things, physical things. And she almost missed it until Jesus pointed her uh, attention to it. Now the word of God has come to you today too, that you should be a man of one thing. And what is that one thing? Be a man of the world. Follow after the world. The one thing that you should do is to do the right thing. What is the right thing? Following, seeking the word of God. What is the word of God saying concerning this situation? What is the word of God saying concerning what I'm passing through? What is the word of God saying concerning this thing that I'm facing now? What is the word of God saying? And not only say what the word of God is saying, but being a doer of the word that you are encountering. My sincere prayer 
is that the Lord will open your eyes to behold this mystery and imbibe it in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to bow down your head and begin to bless the name of Almighty God for the word that you have heard this day. Praise the Lord. You have heard the word of God and I believe that it has blessed your soul. Now, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ or you gave your life to Jesus Christ and you backslided, you fell from the faith. The only thing that is open for you to do now, the only thing which is the right thing for you to do now is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you have made that decision in your heart, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Give unto me your gift of the Holy Spirit. When you come to take your sins, count me among them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have answered my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Now you are born again. Now we are going into selected prayer. Now this is more like a prayer point admonition that will be called for you. You are the one that will diligently work on that prayer. Now are you believing God for the fruit of the womb? You are crying unto God, I need my home babies. You are crying unto God, you need a job. You are believing God for your miracle husband, for your miracle wife. Now, there is a word in the word of God. There is a word for you in the word of God that address that situation particularly. It particularly addressed that situation. In the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Now these Jews were more noble, another translation says honorable, than those in Thessalonica, for they received the word with all eagerness. Now my point of emphasis, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Now these Jews that were in Berea, they were searching, they searched the word by themselves. When preachers came to them and preached to them, they found the scriptures and searched it to see what these people were saying. Is it true? Now the word of God has come to you now. You have an assignment to go and search the scripture for yourself. If you are believing God for marriage, you will search where Isaac waited upon the Lord for his wife, where Abraham sent out one of his slaves, and that slave believed God to direct the wife to him. If you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, you search the scripture and see where the word of God is written concerning Sarah, that even she herself believed God, and where Hannah too believed God for the fruit of the womb whatever you are believing god for you will search it out in the scriptures by yourself and when you have searched it out you begin to decree it you begin to decree it affirm it in your life believe it 
Continue saying it and it shall soon manifest. Now let me pray for you. Whatever that you need, I decree that as you search the scripture, the spirit of God lead you to that key word in the mighty name of Jesus. And when you find that word, it shall become flesh and dwell with you in the mighty name of Jesus. And your miracle shall speedily follow in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Daddy, because you have answered our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, we have prayed. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you have been blessed by this message the Lord has sent to you. We would love to hear feedback from you. And peradventure, maybe you have prayer points you want us to join hands with you. And pray over. Please send your prayer points across unto us. Our emails, uh, my personal email is priesthoods001. Priesthoods, S behind the hoods, 001 at gmail.com. You can drop your comments in this podcast comments section. Word Explosion with Pastor Daniel. You can drop your comment there. We'll definitely see it. You can access us through our website, www.royalpriesthoods.ng. And our email is info at royalpriesthoods.ng. Remember, there is S behind that hood. Info at royalpriesthoods.ng. God bless you.